Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And here we go. It is an off week, but I feel like there's been a lot going on. I am Claire, and you are? I'm Diane. And welcome to She Loves the Grid. Yeah, I know for an off week, it was... It was kind of quiet social media wise, but it, there was a lot happening, especially at the beginning of the week. And and the things that were happening were really big things, like really big things. So, but anyways, before we get to that, how was your week? You know, it's been a it's been a crazy week with work and everything. But the weather has gotten so nice. I actually went out and worked on Friday on my balcony because it was so nice outside. Oh, how wonderful! Yeah, yeah. It was like the in fact I had my background turned off because here I don't have a background for people to watch us on YouTube. But yeah. at work I have um, the Sanctum, the New York Sanctum from the the one of the Marvel movies from Doctor Strange as my background, so people don't see all my nerdiness. But um, I had it off, and everybody kept going. Is that so and so's building behind you? Like one of my one of our customers, because I, I work in the pharma industry and IT. But they're all like, no, that's actually just a government building that just got built behind me, and I'm showing off everything. So it was just it's so beautiful oh. here. And Celsius wise, it got up to like 22 degrees, which is like high 60s, low 70s Fahrenheit that we got into. So it was. Oh, that's nice. awesome. I know. I can't. It's time for your visit. I know. I'm monitoring the weather because I'm hoping last year there was such a heat wave and I'm hoping that's not the case because I already live in a hot place, like not trying to go on vacation to another hot place, but I'll right, be right. either way. So yeah, that's good. How was yours? Good. Um, I felt like there was a lot happening just, you know, work-wise and my mom's here um, and yeah, just kind of busy. Well, week. We record on Sundays, and so happy Mother's Day! Thank you, happy Mother's Day to you. Yes, the U.S. is celebrating Mother's Day today. Talked to both my kiddos, which is awesome. Getting to celebrate it with my mom. Her birthday was also yesterday, so we've been celebrating all weekend. So yeah, it's my first Mother's Day across the pond from my son, but he did send me a really sweet message today when he got up. So that was that was pretty cool. Good. I know you guys are so close. So I was a little worried about you this morning. <laughs> I may or may not cry. I may have cried when he sent me the message, but it was a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, you know who else might have been crying this week? Oh my gosh. It's, it's okay. Where do we start? Where do we start? That's I mean, okay. Where do we start? So the rumors started hitting. So if you've been under a rock, there was a rumor going around about Danny Rick was in Italy at AlphaTauri for a seat fitting. And at the same time, there was a rumor that Helmut Marco, who is the um, head of Red Bull's driver development program, has given Nick DeVries a ultimatum. He has three more races, so ending in Barcelona, where we will be, to show progress or he could be losing his seat. So all of that coupled coming out at the same time, especially on TikTok, people were going nuts. Um, a lot of people were really like, oh, this means Danny's coming back. And every, you know, I, I love Danny Ricardo. Don't get me wrong. But I was kind of like, what about Nick? Like, so I ended up doing a TikTok, just kind of focusing on that side because my whole point was he's a rookie. He is a rookie. Do we not give them more than eight races to find their footing in F1? Like Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if it is show progress, I, you know, what does that mean? I mean, right. what is that? I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean that he gets in the, the top half of the bottom 10? Does it mean that he's got to score a point? I mean, what what does that mean? I mean, it's, it's, it, we've got yeah, the top yeah. drivers. It's, it is a tough tough competitive pack this year so right and, and i think what france has said about yuki because you know one of the things i said in my video is like nobody thought yuki three years in would still be an f1 driver his first year was like but that's what a rookie season is and and i think it was france that said you give them three years because the first year is just figuring everything out a lot of these tracks some of them haven't raced on before and that is also the case 
for Nick, um, the tracks that we've been to when he crashed at Baku, I don't think he's raced there before. Um, he crashed at Australia, but that was a hundred percent Logan Sargent's fault, like ramming into the back of him on one of the restarts. So he DNF'd. He's got two 14th place finishes and an 18th. So it's not like, to me, it's not horrible. He's at the bottom, but so is Logan Sargent. Oscar Piastri has four points. And if I remember correctly, that's only because of what happened in Australia. And they were, the McLarens were some of the lucky cars to finish because they were not mm-hmm. looking, <laughs> looking good. So as far as rookies go, like, can we give the guy a little bit of grace? And then I'm thinking if you're Nick and you've had these five races and now you are under pressure in three races to show some sort of improvement. Like we, I, I feel like the last two weeks I've talked about his mental you know, health. Like, I hope he's doing okay. I mean, I'm sure he is, but just the stress of it all. And now you've got this on top of it. You've got to prove. So he does have experience for sure at Monaco, I think in Barcelona. I'm not sure about Imola, but they tend to race more in some of, you know, those areas in Europe um, versus the tracks that we've already been Monaco's to. Monaco is a difficult run though, right? Monaco. I yeah. Mean, that's a hard I mean, run. There's not a lot of passing, not a lot of... Right. And if you don't have a car, which is also my other thing is like, it's not like Nick DeVries is, is driving a Red Bull or a Ferrari or whatever. You're driving an Alpha Tauri. And it's only because you gave Yuki that time, those, you know, three years to grow as a, as a person, as a driver, that he's able to haul that thing up near the points. So he's just getting one point. He's 10th or 11th this whole year, but like, come on, give him a I'm so irritated by this. And 14th twice is not bad considering, no. right? No. The, the thing is, though, I think the only thing that shoots him in the foot, if you will, is the, the uh, I don't know, the cockiness, the attitude he had at the end of last season of I'm going to go in and I'm going to da-da-da-da-da. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but, but I, I, mean, I agree. It's, it's kind of crazy this early in and – it's not even, we're not even halfway through the season. No, we're not even close to like halfway. There's 23 races and we're starting race six. Wait, seven, six. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How many races have we had? This Imola will be six, right? I'll be six. So we've had Osborne, oh, yeah. Miami. I'll go look it up. I'll really look it up. We'll keep going. Um, I'll really look it up. Abu Dhabi, Australia, and who am I forgetting? Baku. Uh, no, I said Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Bahrain, Australia, 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 and Miami. So yeah, this will be six. Okay, that's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it'll be six. Yeah, yeah so like five, we're not five even. Five we're not through. Close. We're not even close to being halfway through. So stop it with all of this, AlphaTauri. Like I can't even with these people. But I, I, I've also heard, and I granted I don't pay a whole lot of attention to like <laughs> the, the inner workings of Red Bull, but I've heard that they are harsh with their drivers or tough with their drivers. And I just think what a shame if you only let somebody have eight races to figure it out. I think that's crappy. And I, I feel for Nick DeVries right now. So I agree. That was, that was a big one for sure. A big one. And I, yeah, I'm hoping that our one and only chance to see him in a formula one car doesn't come and go with the Barcelona race. I mean, and then what are you going to do? You're not going to have any more thirst trap pictures then. <laughs> he throws them out there every once in a while. Uh, I guess we rely on the other rookies like Logan Sargent's thirst trap pictures after he 20th in Miami with him playing in the ocean with his friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one thing. The, the drivers on the, on this grid, we can always count on them for a thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. So what else? Um, Mercedes, I feel like they were looking fairly, I mean, in the race, maybe not great in Miami on the weekend, but in the race, they finished fourth and six. Yeah, Lewis that's pretty good. Six. I mean, they, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a heck of a, a heck of a, you know, increase and, and yeah. move up that far in position. They t- keep talking about how well Max did with, I mean, they got that car. Look how well Lewis did. Yeah. Quite that far up. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. And then especially when they look so crappy the rest of the weekend or for the most part, they did not <laughs> look great. I mean, maybe and they, they, and they keep saying that this, the cars 
wait till Imola, right? That's when yeah. we're supposed to see. Yes. That's where we're supposed to see something. So I'm excited yes. for that because I mean, Mercedes is a team I like, right? So this is, I mean, German team, right? Yeah. So um, they did come out and say they have some new bodywork coming. They're introducing a new floor. Um, they're doing a new front suspension. Um, and supposedly the bodywork is a side pod, so we'll see. But you know, they said it it might not put us right at Red Bull, but it's going to give us that that step forward. And that's what they want to do. They're like, we're not just trying to do it for this year. Like we need to move the car forward for future years as well. So this is just the first step, which is very cool. Like I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. It's like, put your money where your mouth is, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. And the other thing, um, helmet Marco, he was just a talker apparently, um, this week, but so remember a few episodes back, we talked about Adrian Newey and his Red Bull concert, um, contract was up. And, you know, I was kind of like, who might be trying to get him? And so Helmut Marco did come out and say um, that Mercedes tried to get him. So they did throw down and offer, I don't know what they offered him, but they were talking to him or trying to talk to him. And he's very, you know, he's very loyal to Red Bull. So that wasn't going to help. And then Helmet actually said that Ferrari tried to poach one of their um, technical directors, Pierre Wash. I don't know how you say his name. That's Nui's right-hand man. So Ferrari is trying to make moves, but going with, <laughs> not going for Nui, but yeah, trying to get behind. So he was kind of like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but you know, even if they did, I have confidentiality. I mean, they can get... Maybe the skill and whatnot, but you're not going to get the secrets. So, no, you're you're not going to get the secrets. And I don't know if I would want it. Like I would want to to go on my own. You know, like this is what we came up with. But I think it's probably just getting the mind. You know, the people yeah. that have that mindset. Um, but the other thing I realized this week is now. So with Mercedes doing as well as they did last week in Miami, they're only six points behind Aston Martin. So it was like Aston Martin had jumped them. There was a little bit of a, you know, a spread. And now mm -hmm. um, they're really close. But, you know, yeah. I think it's interesting. What we didn't hear, though, was instead of the, oh, it was me, stay with his fans. Yes. We don't have the flip of, hey, look how great we're doing. Yeah, no, because I don't think they feel that they are doing great. I actually was almost prepared for them to start back in with the, we're terrible. <laughs> Cause that's how they were after the, the first race. And then it's like, wait a second, but you guys both finished in the points. Like what? It's just not where they want to be. So I don't think they're going to, I don't think this year at all, we might hear like, look, yay us. Like they're just positively or, trying to move forward. Or maybe they're, they don't want to, you know, jump the gun too much in case the changes that they make don't give them enough push and, and Emma and it, it yeah. ends up being like a, you know, because if you say, oh, we're going to have all this great stuff and then, you know, they're cautious, it's like a cautiously optimistic and they get in there and then they don't show well, that right. might be a, that might be a little egg in the face kind of thing. That might be, yeah, that would be a little bit embarrassing, <laughs> to, <laughs> to say the least. But speaking kind of of embarrassing. Um, who, I, who I want to be embarrassed. What's that? <laughs> who, who I wouldn't mind being embarrassed with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So last week, apparently... Um, I found this out after the race, but apparently there were a lot of fans cussing, shouting at the Red Bull mechanics. So, you know, when the cars are on the grid and especially in Miami, because the grid was so full of, you know, celebrities and, and this and that they, the mechanics, especially for Red Bull were really standing around the car. And so I, I saw a video of fans right there, just flipping them off cussing at them, yelling at them. Um, they were yelling, like chanting. I'm not even going to say yelling. There was a whole bunch of people chanting like F you Max when he was on the podium. I mean, um, what? I, mean, I, did, I did see <laughs> some stuff though about there being accusations or conspiracies of the mechanics messing with Checo's car. So he it, it would have issues and not be as good as Max's because he just kept calling. So that's what I saw. And that maybe that's what it was and some anger around that. Because if you think about all the races that have been up to this date, they've been 
pretty close together. And Checo yeah. was so far behind him. Even when he came out of the pit behind him, he was able to not just catch up with him, but just blow past him. Something yeah. did seem, if you want to tie into conspiracies, something did seem a little amiss. Kind of like, you know, the, I forget the race where he kept having all those problems and they were in the back end of his car and working. Yeah. So people, you know, who want to be kind of tied up in it and, and be like, something is amiss. So I, I yeah. now that you, you mentioned I this, you think. I wonder if that's what it was about. I don't buy it either, but I don't buy it because the the reason Max was faster is because Checo was on older tires. Max literally just got new tires and he didn't come that far behind him. So, you know, I don't, I don't believe that for a second, but I, I had heard from somebody else that was there that they saw a lot of Checo fans heckling Max. Yeah. Um, I just think like, you know what, whatever, whoever your driver is, whoever your team is, there's no reason to act that way. Like that is horrible. Be above it. Be above it. I mean, we've seen Max, we've seen his dad, this Checo. We've seen Max sometimes be a little not as teamly. Checo, you know, Checo's different. So the fans be different. Follow Checo's grace and and be different and and be the team instead of being jerks about it. Yeah, I just I think that's so disappointing for the sport as a whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a fan, like it's like I don't want to go and listen to to that. Like yeah. I kind of want to enjoy the race, and I don't need your opinion yeah. in my ear. Um, they did ask Max about it, I think, in the after the podium press presser, and he said, you know, it's normal when you're winning. He's like, I stand on top of the podium, I take the trophy home. They go back to their houses, and they can have a nice evening. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yep there you go i agree like yeah we all kind of love to hate a, a winner sometimes but you don't need to to act that way but this race in miami out of the five races they have they have had four one two finishes that's yeah. crazy the only that one they didn't was australia Checo wasn't on the podium in that race so that is yeah yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but on the other flip side, Ferrari, <laughs> they're not having that kind of luck this year. And I guess after the race, Charles and Carlos kind of, you know, found each other probably on the in the pits or something. And um, they said they they talked and they agreed that they are struggling with consistency. And it's like from corner to corner, from what they're saying, the car is completely different like one minute one quarter it's fine the next quarter they're they're losing losing it i you can see that actually you you don't you don't have to be an an f1 genius to see that something is amiss yeah something's wrong they said once they put them on hards like even carlos said on the mediums he was feeling good he was able to kind of you know stay up there with like fernando and that kind of stuff but when they switched to the hards it was the end of it. They, they, it was hard to drive. It just, so what is happening over there? I have no idea. And Charles car, like totally different. Cause he said he was like bottoming out when he was like going high speed. Um, that hadn't happened all weekend. So how does all of a sudden, like, what'd you do to your car from Saturday to, to Sunday where all of a sudden you're like bottoming out? I just, I don't get it. So they are supposed to bring to Imola this week some um, revised upper body work. I don't know what that means. So we, I can't wait for Friday so we can see these. Oh, interesting. Well, didn't didn't Charles though? Didn't he? Um, didn't he in Q three wreck out in Miami? Yeah. No, I don't think so. That was the. I don't know. It's been a long week. Did he? Oh, I thought he did. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's like once the race is over, it's out of my head. Yeah, because that's why Max had to start back so late. Oh, because, that's right. Yes, right. yes, yes. So yeah. I wonder if that's why his car was different between qualifying and the race, because they had to do work on it. Because remember he wrecked out and hit and good point. And had he had to have work on it. So something yeah. and they had to they had to do some pretty extensive work overnight to get his car ready for the race. But that's the thing is like we never heard what they did. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's a good point. I totally forgot about him crashing out. <laughs> like, <laughs> selective. He's trying to wipe out the, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's your team. You try to try to just drown out the bad. Exactly. <laughs> it's a new week. That's what Ferrari fans always say. It's a new week. Here we go. We're starting. Okay. So the other thing I found super, super interesting this week, Alpine. So in the race last, we know, but they both got points. They were the fifth quack, fastest car, all that good stuff. Um, Gasly was saying he probably could have like pushed a little bit more and Hamilton passed him because he's trying to conserve his fuel or whatever. Um, they are now sixth in the constructors. So they're tied with McLaren. Um, but what I thought was so, so interesting is their CEO, um, Laurent Rossi had an interview last weekend. He actually was in Miami for the race and had an interview, I think with a French TV or French newspaper or something brutal like i think it was brutal they he was saying that their goal this year was this car would be two seconds faster than last year's car but they've gone backwards so they're like 0.6 seconds slower um he says he was saying stuff like the attitude needs to change there's lots of mistakes and nobody's taking ownership of them and then he was like i'm not talking about the drivers like they're doing a good job so throwing all this stuff out there. He's like, here, take the responsibility. So the pressure is on for Otmar, who's the principal. And he, he, I'm going to like read you some quotes because I was like, oh, so he said, we had a team that performed reasonably well last year, got the fourth position, which is the best improvement we had in a long time. It showed a lot of promise. It's more or less the same people. So I don't accept that we are not capable of maintaining that. Yes, it is Otmar and the rest of his team as Otmar alone doesn't do it everything doesn't do everything but the buck stops with him it's otmar's responsibility pressure and wow. then i know and then he said hey god um he asked they asked him was there still trust with otmar and rossi said trust is something that increases with good results and erodes with bad results so yeah uh, uh. and he said if they fail by giving 500 percent um, then th like we're turning the ship around. Um, but if not, it's the rule of business. There's going to be consequences and I won't wait until the end of the year. The trajectory is not good. We need to fix the mindset of the team ASAP. So Nick and Otmar not having a great, great week <laughs> worrying about, like everything. I mean, he just put it out there and is clearly not happy. Um, Otmar did respond and said, um, I don't know, it doesn't put any more pressure on us. Everybody wants to do well. They're very experienced. The technicians, the engineers are at the highest level. And we put pressure on ourselves um, to fix it. And he said, you know, if they can outdevelop the other teams, then he does think they should be close to Mercedes and Aston Martin. Um, but I mean, I, I also could not help but think, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about Mercedes and how there was a couple higher up switching positions, right? Because one, it just, that role was not for him. He was not at his best. Um, and he wanted to do something where he felt, and they were all like, they had a conversation. They're like, yes, let's do it. How do you feel not only as a team principal of Alpine, even the drivers, the engineers, the mechanics, hearing your CEO, like, and that's just the stuff I pulled out. Like the article went on and on and on. Well, like what I think you... is interesting is I just, 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 just for the heck of it, I went, look at the end of five races last year, we just said we had five races, right? Yeah. They weren't in the top five. They weren't or they were? They were not. Right. And yeah. they're tied for fifth now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're tied for fifth now, but after five races. And last year you weren't in the top five after five races. Yeah. I think their thing, or maybe his thing is like, he expected them, like they did grow so much last year and they were able to get where they were and he wants to see even more. And so the car being slower, you know, is apparently yeah, I get that. not helping. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know why I was so kind of like consumed by this for a couple of days. Cause I just thought I get it, you know, but 
what kind of conversations have been had behind the scene? Because if that's what you feel comfortable saying in the papers, exactly. What, what kind of things have you said behind the scenes? And he doesn't go to all the races. He's not like some of the other CEOs, like Zach, Zach Brown and that kind of stuff. But he was at this one. And I'm guessing he'll be at some of the other ones in Europe. So, yeah, so there's some people definitely on the hot seat. And uh, we'll have to just wait and see how the rest of the season plays out. Again, Alpine had a great race last season. They both, both scored points. I saw something recently about you know CEOs, it, it just in general about their attitudes, and he's playing along with um, the the general just of CEOs and attitudes. But <laughs> that it's just like get it together. Yeah, well, that and it, it sometimes that they're you know they could be pretty brutal and harsh about them. You know their their attitudes of you know because they've got it they've got a it's still a company right they've got to keep the company going keep it afloat and in in this business you know getting for them to get sponsors and for them to get more money to flow in, they've got to have results, right? And to keep yeah. sponsors. So if they want to keep going. I can kind of see it. And even looking at those numbers, what I just said compared to last year's, the, the points that were in fifth place at this race, this point of the game was 31 points, not tied at fifth at 14. So it's mm -hmm. also different point standings. It's not really an apples to apples comparison. So yeah. I mean, I can see it, but it's, it's kind of brutal. Um, but it's it's a it's kind of a pretty brutal sport in that yeah sense. it is and i know that you know alpine they've committed money because alpine in europe we don't have alpines here but that they also have a road car and you know that's they make regular old cars and so he's in charge of all of that so this is you know the f1 side is just one side of his job but they have you know they have committed billions of dollars over the next 10 years to do whatever needs to be done to build that car. So I get, yeah, you're spending a lot of money. You need to see a return on investment for sure. But how long, do you know how long Altmaier's been with them? Isn't this his first year? They brought him in, they brought him in because of his experience and stuff. And they thought, you know, well, that they said it's the same team from last year, but not him, right? So he's the difference. He might be the difference. I don't know. Did he either came this year or the year before, but that's why he was brought brought in is because he does have a lot of experience in F one, and they thought you know he would be able to lead it. So, yeah, I'm trying to think where he was last. Oh, I don't know. My goodness, I my brain, I don't remember. I can't remember last week. <laughs> what a love like where was Alpine? he was in he was in force india alpine or no he was he was in force india i'm reading his i'm reading oh, okay, about okay. Otmar. so he was in force india um and it said on he said he was going to leave the racing team he was at aston martin before okay so the january 2020 they said he was going to leave that in february he was going to join alpine so okay. the 2022 they announced that Oh, okay. okay. He had been at Aston Martin. <laughs> That's right. All right. right. All right. Well, we'll have right. another one we're going to have to monitor. So our little right. Williams team, our little team that can. Oh, I, I thought it was so interesting because we've talked about, and you actually talked about, I think at length, just how like they have this little cloud, kind of <laughs> dark cloud following them because it seems like they're doing all the right things and then something weird happens. And mm -hmm. James Bowles, their principal, said this week that they need some circumstances to start falling their way in order to score points. Um, so I just was kind of like, yeah, that's what that's what Blair was saying. It's just it's like they're doing everything right, but it's just bad luck is constantly happening to them. <laughs> but you yeah. know what I think is weird is they haven't scored a point since the first race. So it's like they did come oh. out strong. I know. I didn't really realize that, but they came out strong. Wow. And then all of a sudden, it's just like been race after race after race has been has been hard. So um, yeah, because they have one point, and Alfatari has two. So yeah, wow. yeah. So they really need to get it. Um, I don't know. They were talking. Alex said after the Miami race that they were having a hard time with the pace. I feel like a lot of you know, people were saying that, and he just said that it's races like that that expose 
them a little bit and show where they really are. So maybe they got a little bit ahead of themselves with, you know, the first race and stuff. And then it was kind of like, no. I have a silly idea. Why don't you just like one race, everybody do a random swap power units and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It would be interesting to see them all in the same car, but I think that's kind of getting away from what F1 is kind of like. Absolutely. I saw, actually, I saw some people, one of the fan groups talking about that. And it was, um, you know, not, I guess it was some um, American fans not understanding why it's so different and, and, and trying to like, force it to more conformity of more American style races. And mm. a, a fan was kind of roasting. It's like, you don't, you don't get what F1 is. Then. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. part of the sport is exactly. competing on the engineering side and the racing skill side. It's yeah. the full team that's competing. And that's kind of the cool thing about it. And like where we're trying to bring and help educate even through our podcast is it's more than just, it's just, it's more than just the racing, right? It's, it's, right. It's, not conformity it's there's there's rules and guidelines but it's really cool that the teams get to do so much with the engineering as well i think that's very cool because you know that everybody has interpreted the roles differently right because we see here's your guidelines you know for the car and then we see so many different types of cars coming out the floors the side pods everything everybody interprets it differently which i think is really cool and it to me it also leads to more innovation I mean, obviously, like, look at Red Bull. Now people want to see, like, what did they do different? Why Why are they faster? What are What is it that they're doing? So, Every time I hear the word guidelines, they do think of a, a, a quote from one of my favorite Pirates movies. I swear we do some more. We get our merch going. We're going to have to come up with something like that. The, the FIA rules, they're more like guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> they're more like guidelines. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you should probably trademark that right now. <laughs> we'll put that on our, put that on our merch. I love All right. it. All right, who do we have next? Haas. Poor Haas. This, you know what I think is funny is like because they're an American team. Um, this Miami should have been like one of their home races, but. I didn't hear a lot of talk about it because all I heard I was either. it's Logan Sargent's home race, right? Like it's Logan's home race. Poor, poor Haas. Like they cannot get a foothold on the, like the American fans. Um, yeah. So anyways, but they have scored points three out of five races this year, which that also surprised me because I didn't think they were scoring that many points. I mean, it's not a lot of points, but like no. Nico scored twice and then Kevin scored this time, but like that's exciting. And of course, starting where Kevin did in fourth, like they thought they'd get more points than they did. He just got the one point, right? He was 10th. I yeah. think. Um, but he so, stayed up there. He did at least he didn't completely get knocked out, right? So no. He listen, he was fighting. He was fighting Charles. And we don't have to go into it because I we talked about it last week. And like I said, words I never thought would come out of my mouth. Um that they spent what a good 40 laps or <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> going back and forth like what the hell um but it was exciting though you know it did it really did I, I mean I I like Kevin Magnuson I like Haas so I like to see it um but Nico was saying that when they were surrounded by other cars they were struggling with consistency and they were struggling with grip so maybe you know once Kevin started to drop back. It just was kind of getting worse and worse for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Your team, Fernando. Four, four podiums in five races. That's so awesome. I know I, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I just like, oh, I swear sometimes I feel like he's just kind of like, well, I'm getting podium. <laughs> so, he, I, you know, he's, he's so awesome. I, and I saw so many things this week just talking about him and watching the race from this car. <laughs> what? Well, like he's going 200 miles an hour and, he, and he's like so casual about it when they ask him in the presser, like, how did you know? And he's like, oh, it's a little slower around this one corner and there's big screen. So I was watching the race. <laughs> he's just watching the whole race. Like, <laughs> I love this man. Like, seriously, what in the world? So... Yeah, he is he is just classic. He I can't even imagine. But I think it was either Friday or Saturday 
was the 10 year anniversary of the last race that he won. And it was in Barcelona. And it's like with as great as he's been doing now, we know it's hard to catch the Red Bulls, but Fernando has said like they're keeping close, right? They just want to be close. They just want to be where if something happens, they can take advantage of that opportunity and, and jump up there. So like, what if it happened when we were in Spain? Do you know how crazy people would go? I mean, the Spaniard winning 10 years later in Barcelona. Yeah, how crazy you and I would go. Oh my gosh. Oh. We would be losing our minds. I was like manifesting it for him the other day. And just like I would run out on that track so fast. Like Oh my, oh my gosh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? I'll be like, it's because we're here. It's because we're here. Oh my gosh. Uh I okay. Right here now. If he wins, I'm getting a Fernando t- tattoo that day. If he wins, I will get a tattoo. This is bold. This is yes. a bold statement. He wins in Barcelona. I'm getting a Fernando tattoo. Wait, can yes. we do it in Barcelona while I'm there? In Barcelona. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. You I'll get his it. number. I'll get his number tattooed on me. Absolutely. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Please, Fernando, please. <laughs> He's got to win. I just get podium. He's got to win. Okay. Oh my gonna, it, you know what? We've got to tag you when it's post. Tell him. I will get it. I will I will tell him. I will tag him. But listen, guess what I'm going to do the next two weeks? I'm just going to start manifesting a win for, <laughs> for Fernando. That's it. That's all I'm focusing on. Work. Like. <laughs> All of my energy is going to go to Fernando winning this race. That would be so awesome. I, 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 got, I got plenty of arm space. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I got, you know, I got so, <laughs> so it has to be Sunday evening or Monday early. Well, we, yeah. Monday Maybe early. Sunday evening. Yeah, because we're leaving. Yeah. All right. I'm sure they have a place. We're going to find it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If not, we'll just do it in the room and I'll do it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what? No? No. I'll do a drawing ahead of time and then we'll trace it. And yeah. <laughs> I'll send the boys to the store to get some green markers and we'll just pencil it yeah, in. Yeah, that's, that's it. But I'll go and get, yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a positive thinking. I'll go and get everything design ready. You know? Yeah, we'll get the design ready with this number and which when it would be in Barcelona. I'll have two for one just in case he wins before Barcelona. Yeah, but anyway, the win, and and then I'll have like have our names on it because it'll be us together. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I'm gonna get all this signed up so we're ready. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, we can't jinx it, but we're manifesting. Okay, manifesting, positive thinking. All right, what's positive next? Thinking. <laughs> um, so Lance Stroll, he did not get points um, last race, but mm-hmm. what I didn't really realize is he did gained six places, which is pretty good. It like is. that's horrible. You know, we had we talked about Lewis and then obviously Max. Um, but yeah, Lance really put himself up there. I forgot he started so far back. So yeah, I don't know. Um McLaren. Hmm. I mean um... <laughs> I feel like their upgrades aren't really like panning out so far <laughs> the way they thought they would. But but I think no. they had some. They had some tricky. They had some tricky early laps. I guess I would say, right? So they yeah, on softs. They had to pit super early, like because of that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I just checked that too. Um, this is the first race in all the races that everybody only pitted once. Yeah, it was a one-stop race. Yeah, and you and we we should have been, but they didn't end up that way. Yeah. So, yeah, the hards especially, excuse me, worked out really, really well. Um, Lando said they were trying a different type of strategy that required some excitement (laughs) in the race in order for it to work. But um, sadly, that never happened. (laughs) And then with um, Oscar, he just, it sounded like he had a lot of issues. So he had a break by wire system issue. And I was trying to remember who else in another race had that break by wire issue. I, it wasn't, mm. I don't think it was Lando, but somebody else did. And so it just, yeah, it just was, did not help his, no. his situation at all. 
not at all. And then I think last but not least, um, Alpha Romeo, they're also bringing upgrades to Imola. I don't have any idea what they are. I don't think, I don't think anybody has said, <laughs> but I'm, ex I'm excited by it all too, because it's one of those things I know we're getting to it, but I, everyone that I've told that I've gotten into F1 and everything's like, Imola is like classic F1. Like that is F1. We're at the aim to go there next year. Um, I loved it. Well, we looked at going this year. Wasn't Imola the one that we were looking at? Yeah, because yeah. we were because it's near Bologna, and I was like, "Ooh, we could stay here in Bologna." And, and I'll Bologna. Think, I'll plan early and go next year. Yeah. yeah, let's totally plan early to go next year because I would love it. That and and spa, I think, would be really cool. But yeah, um, cool. let's talk real quick about Beyond the Grid, and then we can talk about Imola because there is a lot of history around that track, and so I want to make sure we have time to do that. Um, okay. But so just, there wasn't, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot beyond the grid, but Charles went to Yankees game right after the race and throughout the first pitch, looking pretty fine in his <laughs> arm <armor. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and some great photos. So that was actually kind of cool. I honestly thought because before Miami, uh, Ferrari put out a thing with baseball or baseball glove. I don't remember what it was. And they're like, can you guess what we're up to? And I was like, oh, they're going to throw out the first pitch like at a Marlins game. No, huge letdown. They did not. That was um, Alfa Romeo that went and did that. They had um, buttoned down, like, basically baseball jerseys, Scuderia for our baseball jerseys. Like, okay, whatever. But seeing Charles actually then go to the Yankees game and throw out the first pitch, that was actually kind of exciting. Um, Carlos went to Augusta. And um, I was just talking to my son this morning because I mentioned he went to the Masters a few weeks ago or in April and um, no pictures like that's a thing like no phones at Augusta. And so Carlos only had like a picture of um, it might have been the scorecard, like the front of the scorecard. It's just very mm -hmm. two very simple things. And he just said had a great two days or whatever. So damn you, Augusta, not allowing people to take. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And then Lewis was at the Lakers game. So the game where they knocked out Golden State Warriors out of the playoffs. So he was sitting courtside and I love me some Steph Curry, but sadly, they're out of the NBA playoffs. <laughs> well, it's good that they got, you know, but being in the U.S. and then, you know, that they got an extra week off before having to come back into Europe. And I mean, it was your jet lag. And then they had all these extra things to go to that, you know, they got them a little, little fun and downtime yes. before um, yeah. back across the pond. And exactly. And there's a lot to do here. So, you know, and I think Lewis's dog lives in LA now, so I'm sure every chance he gets, he's going to fly back there and, you know, spend some time. So I liked, I like to see their, what they do on their off time. They definitely live, good lives. <laughs> they get to do some fun experiences. Okay. So Imola, um, this is the first of a triple header. So we've got Imola, Monaco, Barcelona. 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 I'm so, so excited. Okay. So here's the breakdown. So 63 laps It's anti-clockwise. So usually we are going clockwise. This is anti-clockwise. It's a very, it's a fast track. It's built for speed. Um, and from what I've heard, you've got to be really brave, like tackling the sweeping corners. They're very technical. So you just got to get in there. I don't think that there is a lot of overtaking that happens because one of the things that I had read, and I think it was Fernando had said, like, it, it is a narrow track. So mm -hmm. um, overtaking might be tricky. So we'll see. Um, well, and one, one DRS zone. It was only one DRS zone. That's going to make it even more difficult for overtaking. Right. Exactly. And then they're going to use the C3, C4, C5 tires. Um, so we kind of went over tires before, but that's what they're going to be using. And then the weather forecast. So I pulled this up. Hang on. I took a picture of it. There's last year there was rain and it kind of was a thing. <laughs> like there were some, some issues, if you will. And right now, Friday forecast, light rain showers and light winds. Um, 70 degrees, 21 Celsius Saturday. Oh, that was Friday. Did I say Saturday? That was Friday. Friday. Saturday is light rain showers and a gentle breeze, 70 degrees, 
chance of precipitation, 70%. So it Whoa. could be an interesting quality on when, um, whenever that rain hits. And then Sunday, light rain and winds, a little bit hotter, 72 degrees Fahrenheit, 22 Celsius, and again, a 70% chance of rain. So fast wow. track, narrow, one DRS zone, and rain. Could be interesting. We haven't had a rainy, we haven't had a rainy one yet, so. No, I don't. Well, yeah, we did. In, uh, but I don't think it rained. Um, did we not, not through the not yeah, because race, we, they use they use the, all the tires. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't the it wasn't the whole race though, was it? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I think it was like qualifying and stuff, but I, just like weekend wise. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. for the race. Oh yeah, yeah, for the race. No, I don't think we have. So last year, because of all that rain and stuff, like Lando ended up on the podium. So already today, like his social media team and and McLaren are like, maybe. <laughs> like <laughs> it could happen. Um, yeah. So what else? Like you said, it is a very old school layout, right? Like it's an old time track, which I think is fun. Like I'm excited. That is really, really fun. Um, so I so Ferrari does kind of, I think, consider it one of their home races. Obviously, they're the Italian team, and it's not far from their headquarters in Marinello. But I swear that Yuki also called it their home race. <laughs> so they do have a headquarters. Um, I think it might. Hmm, I don't think they're also in Marinello. I don't know. Anyways, Alpatari is also based there. But I swear I heard him say that. So it could be two teams home race. So that could be interesting. Um, what else? So it's also known for the crash crashes i guess i should say in 1994 so they're in frenza for fainza fainza i don't know how you say that f-a-e-n-z-a what's that the headquarters for Alfatari. yeah um and i don't know how far that is from here but for know. whatever reason like i swear yuki said it was their home race i'm like okay um so back in 1994 roland ratzenberger he unfortunately oh, yeah, he passed away um, in a qualifying, actually, uh, in a high-speed crash. So that was not good. Um, and then the next day in the race, we lost Ayrton Senna, um, also in a crash. So a uh, really, really tough weekend. Um, and after that, they did um, in this, I think it's a Villan Villeneuve corner, they reduced it to a four-year bend with gravel added around the outside. So they really, basically what they did is in those corners, they slowed them down. And mm. so they've been that way, I want to say since 2008. So you don't have those really high speed. Again, like I said, the cornering can be tricky. You've got to be brave. Um, but after those two deaths um, in one weekend, they, they changed up the track big time so that had been that had been so tough and that Aaron and Senna is who my partner talks about all the time and if that's yeah. who he like remembers like growing up watching it's it's I just I could not even imagine like I think even watching like Joe's crash even watching Roman Grosjean and his car catching on fire like my heart was just beating out of my chest and I, I'm just crying and I couldn't imagine drivers and fans and you know everybody else there witnessing happen that happened not once but twice like in the same weekend so yeah. um yeah so it, it it is it's been around for a very long time they they had been away for a while they didn't hold a grand prix there and then they brought them back in 2020 so it's gonna be i think it'll be a good race and if there's rain in the mix it could be a really interesting it'll be interesting really interesting race so we have got to gear up we've got three weeks um one where we will be in person because we keep talking about it but barcelona but we've got back to back to back so we have got to use all of our stamina <laughs> i'm so the excited next, the next few weeks and yeah let's see what happens and of course well we'll talk more about monaco later but um we're starting it off with imola the european yeah section We're looking at what time the the stuff is uh good timings for me uh, at 6 a.m for me but that's all right because my dogs get me up at five so 
Well, I have meetings, but they're they're uh they're one they're ones that I don't have to talk on, so that's good. Oh. <laughs> Let me see what the I think no the practice for me is four thirty and four thirty a.m. and eight a.m. So I'll watch the four thirty a.m. when they're I get up. One thirty, one thirty, and five p.m. And then on Saturday I've got twelve thirty and four p.m. And then on Sunday it's at three p.m. for me. Nice, yeah, right on the dot. Traditional traditional time. So yeah, I'm so excited. Oh. I can't wait to get back to racing and to start this new section. And hopefully for these rookies that are struggling, they're going to be and able to fill your track. We're all T minus two weeks till you're here. Yes. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. We are going to have such a blast. Uh, uh, oh my gosh. Manifesting that Fernando win in Barcelona. I think it might be <laughs> That for sure, that Barcelona one. Barcelona one tattoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. You know, I've always wanted to go to one of your tattoo or piercings or whatever, and it just never happened, so. <laughs> Maybe this is finally coming true. Maybe it'll come true. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. We didn't hit an hour this time. So I so a lot to talk about. It's been it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. So good to see you on Mother's Day. Go yeah. enjoy the rest of the time with your mom. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your Mother's Day. I will do it. It's already past midnight. It's over. So. Oh, all right. Well, happy Monday to you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm going to go to play D and D with my son in, a, in about an hour and a half anyway. So. It'll be oh, fun. good, 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 good. All right, have fun, and then we will see you all next week with the results of Imola. All right. Take care and enjoy. I. Uh, I want to say thanks for coming along on the ride. That's it. All right. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week. Thank you.